49ers cutback podcast time welcome to the show training camp was absolutely fantastic i really enjoyed being out there there was an energy in the sap center from all the fans and the players it was it was just a fun atmosphere to be around as the 49ers take it back out to training camp and get ready for the 2023 season and the the 49ers have a lot of talent and it, it was definitely on display you've seen of the way that they're going to go about their business and it was a business like environment yet they were loose they were having fun and kyle shanahan was back out there with his group uh it it was it was an exciting time out there and there was a lot that happened in 49ers practice uh that was fun and i really took time and watched each individual group and tried to pick up something that we could see of course what the 49ers were doing was keeping it light and getting back to the basics. So they were going through, you know, the basic drills, uh, getting the techniques down, working on their skills, reacclimating the players after their 40 days off to what they had done during OTAs and mini camps. So what we saw was a lot of, you know, position drills. They were going through it. Linebackers were going through their drills from, you know, follow the ball uh, to coverage drops to just coming downhill and and showing the proper uh, distance you're supposed to have, the footwork you're supposed to have. You saw the secondary working on backpedaling, hitting the 45-degree angle with their back foot, and then pressing on the football. They were doing that right in front of me where I was sitting. And then you had the defensive line with Chris Kacerik doing what he always does. He was yelling at them, screaming, getting them off the ball quickly. And it was just going through the steps that you have to go through in day one of practice. Now, of course, tomorrow they'll amp it up a little bit. I'm excited to get back out there and check it out because we'll get to see even more. And plus, today Brock Purdy was a bystander. He was watching. Tomorrow, he will be throwing the football. He'll be participating and taking snaps with that first-team offense, which is uh, it's it's really exciting and, and fun. And what is up, everyone in chat? Thanks for coming through. Uh, really appreciate everyone being there. Um, and yeah, so... Uh, Donald says, I heard Trey look good. Trey did look good. I, I think all the quarterbacks had moments where they looked good. I thought Trey looked in command of the offense. He looked comfortable in his role. You know, it didn't seem like he had any moments where things were too big for him, which has been a little bit of a step forward from what we saw in 2021 and 2022, that, hey, when the 49ers had certain situations, it could sometimes look like he was underwater and maybe trying to figure out what he was supposed to do. It didn't feel like that at all. He felt in command of what his reads were supposed to be. And it was one, two, three. Uh, he found a couple open receivers, including TDP on a wheel route down the left side. But yeah, he looked way more in command. Of course, I want to see what happens when the 49ers get into uh, move the ball 
drill. So today, basically, when they did 11 on 11, it was all just scrimmage stationary. You didn't move the ball down the field. Uh, you know, it didn't go down in distance. So that sort of thing wasn't a part of the plan in day one, which is not a real shocker. It's something the 49ers do all the time. So have we saw these quarterbacks operate in a traditional setting in which they will when first downs matter and moving the sticks is important? No, we haven't seen that yet. Uh, but it's also hard to really gather how good an offense and defensive line are or how a run game, how good a run game is when guys aren't in pads. It's just a lot easier to get off blocks if you're a defensive lineman and being able to get there. And uh, what's up, Josh? He says, hey, TDP, I heard look nice. TDP did look nice. That was one thing I took notice of right away. Watching him, he looked crisp. Uh, he looked very um, explosive. That was one thing I saw from TDP that maybe I didn't see last year, and it could be. He's just not thinking this year. Uh, last year, there was a lot of thinking as far as, hey, where do I go? I need to make sure I get vertical. I need to do what the coaches tell me. And this year, it seems more automatic where he just knows what his role is, knows what he's supposed to do, and takes care of business. So TDP, to me, was definitely somebody that shined. And I'm ex really excited about TDP. And that's why I put out the video about a month ago, TDP's not a bust. I really thought this was going to be the case. Now, it's just one practice, and TDP's got to continue to build on this for the entirety of training camp and through the preseason. But it was really nice seeing TDP go out there and find the holes and navigate through the defense. Like we talked about, not a lot you know, going on with pads missing and also players you know, not really going full speed. They're trying to protect each other, so you didn't see what we're going to see when they get into pads, but it was definitely a step in the right direction for Ty Davis Price. And I think the 49ers can be excited about this running back room now. Uh, it appears that it's completely four deep, and we haven't even talked about the young guys yet. Now, they look like they're trying to figure out this offense, and I'm fully expecting them to get a little bit uh, better as, as you know, the, the practices go on. Uh, Josh says, Ant, do you have any concern about Bosa going forward? I don't. I don't have any concerns about uh, Bosa because Bosa always keeps himself ready. So he doesn't actually need training camp, especially the first week of training camp, to get acclimated to the season. He's pretty much ready when he gets there. The 49ers really work him in nice and slow when he's normally at uh, training camp practices. So I don't think it's a big deal. I think if we start getting you know, uh, into the preseason and Nick Bosa still not in Santa Clara and a part of the 49ers practices, then I'll start having some concern. But right now it was basic drills. They're going through the hoops. Uh, they're working against the bags. I, I think this is stuff that, you know, Nick Bosa does in his sleep and thinks he's been working on the entire offseason. So not concerned about Bosa and that element. I do think it's actually a, a good thing for the 49ers and the fact that Drake Jackson and Cleveland Farrell are getting all the first-team reps. So as they continue to develop through into working through pads, you're going to have two guys that are going to be getting more snaps than they normally would because Bosa would be getting some of those snaps. Plus, guys like Trent Williams, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey didn't even, didn't even practice during 11-on-11s, so you probably could have put Nick Bosa in that same category as well. Freddie Mac Dre says, how did uh, Laburn look? I thought that he looked good. I think him and Ronald Awat 
uh, looked pretty good for their first day as rookies in training camp. I want to see how explosive they look as they start to figure out this offense. But in day one, I mean, this is only day one. I didn't get the same feel I got uh, from Elijah Mitchell. So right now I'm not ready to say like Laburn's got a shot to make this roster. But I do believe that the 49ers have a very uh, talented running back room. And if these guys like Laburn and Awat are able to beat out TDP, uh, that's good signs for the 49ers. That's for sure. And there was just so many good things happening at camp. Uh, I Brandon Ayuk is just continuing everything you've heard about him, about not being able to cover him in a phone book. He looked absolutely fantastic running his routes, created separation on almost every single route that he had. And there wasn't a lot of 11-on-11 looks. They did some 7-on-7 as well. But the separation that he was able to create with his route running was definitely on display. And then he made a circus catch over Diamondo Lenore that got the entire offense hyped up. It's something similar to what he was doing last year in training camp where he was just sizzling out there, making these big-time plays and forcing the defense to push harder and harder to be able to handle him. And I thought that overall, that's a good thing for Brandon Ayuk. I think it's a good thing for the team as well because it's going to continue to push every single one of those 49ers receivers to another level. But if Ayuk ascends, it just makes the job for Debo and Kittle and McCaffrey all easier. So I thought that he was somebody that stood out, but it's nothing different than what I've seen from Brandon Ayuk over the last two training camps. He always stands out. It's just this time, the confidence that he that he got last year during training camp with his battles with Fred Warner is already on display. And you're starting to see some of the younger guys uh, taking that on as well. Guys like Danny Gray going out there and competing. And you can see the aggressiveness, him and the defensive players getting after it. So those guys are excited. And I think Ayuk is bringing that excitement and exuberance uh, and competitiveness to training camp. Ultimately, that's what you want. You want the offense and defense to compete against each other as hard as they can. That way they both get better. The iron sharpening iron uh, concept is definitely a real one. And that way, when it gets time to play another team, uh, they're ready to turn their attention. They're frustrated. They're tired of playing against each other, tired of talking. And now they can go take it out on another football team. So I think the 49ers are going to have to progress pretty rapidly. They got a real introductory practice in this first one with the entry drills, you know, going through a lot of the offense and defensive install uh, you know, going through their nickel package, working on Isaiah Oliver, you know, playing that that uh, nickel corner and then sliding in to a linebacker when they would motion a guy away. There was a lot of work that they were doing on that sort of thing, dropping into coverage. But overall, it was a, a easy practice, but they're going to have to pick it up because, you know, in just a couple of weeks, they're going to be in Las Vegas Playing a scrim, you know, playing scrimmage joint practices against the Las Vegas Raiders. So they're going to have to move this thing along. Uh, pretty well, but overall, I thought that they did a good job at practice today of just kind of breaking it in. I'm curious what everything will look like tomorrow and how much Kyle Shanahan speeds up the process for all those players. Um, Josh says Debo looking like 2019 Debo in terms of body. He looks good. He looks confident. It's it's exciting to see. So 
Yeah, I, I'm definitely happy with Debo, the way his body looks, the way he's operating on the field. You can tell him and Brandon Ayuk are, I mean, at this point, just well-oiled machines, veterans who understand the offense inside and out. It's a really, really good uh, group. I'm I'm very impressed by the way both of them are handling their business out on the football field. Danny Gray, to me, I was watching Danny Gray a lot because he's been one of the interesting players on the roster. And if there is going to be a battle between him and Ronnie Bell, I wanted to see where Danny Gray was. And I thought from last year to this year at training camp, Danny Gray's routes were extremely more crisp. And also, he was showing the explosiveness off the line of scrimmage. He blew by Ambry Thomas. Uh, of course, it wasn't a completion, but it wasn't because that Danny Gray did anything wrong. And actually, it was a great throw by Sam Darnold. Just Tauno Hufanga made a spectacular play coming over from middle of the field. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said in his presser that he thought that the quarterback had held off Hufanga. But Hufanga's instincts took over, and he was able to close. But when I say Danny Gray was open... It's not like, oh, Ambry Thomas was an arm's length away. I'm talking he had five yards on Ambry Thomas. He absolutely smoked him. And Danny Gray has that ability that he can get vertical over the top, and the 49ers have quarterbacks that can get him the ball. So it was an exciting moment. We want to see Danny Gray be able to finish those plays, to be able to make those catches, because if he can, that's a new element to this 49ers offense is being able to have that vertical game. Uh, Kyle Shanahan talked about putting in danger all three levels of defense, and you can do that extremely well with Gray because he can catch footballs over the middle, and I think what he's talking about as well is the screen game as well, taking advantage of Danny Gray's 4-3 speed, but the vertical part of it is what's going to put defenses in stress because if you've got to allocate a safety to get over the top to help on Danny Gray, that opens up the middle of the field a little bit more for Debo, for George Kittle, for Christian McCaffrey, and we all know what they can do with the ball in their hands. So just the threat of is important, but at some point, Danny Gray has to be able to convert on some catches down the field, and I think he can and he will, and I'm excited about the way he looks right now in training camp. So very excited about kind of Danny Gray's progression, Brandon Ayuk, the way he's going about it. Young players are stepping up for the 49ers. And, you know, I mean, yeah, Brandon Ayuk's more of a veteran now, uh, but I really do think that you've got a young core of wide receiver that's exuberant and excited about what they can provide. And you've got some absolute weapons for the 49ers on offense. And I think that's good news overall. And when it comes to uh, Hufanga, he's just picked up where he left off. That play... Uh, that he made on Danny Gray from the throw from Sam Darnold is just par for the course for what he provides this 49ers defense. Him and Tayshawn Gibson look like a well-oiled machine. The, the conversations they had with each other, the communication, uh, the instincts of knowing where each other was supposed to be, you could sense it, that the room is real tight. You watch certain positions. Uh, I've, I found myself watching the linebackers, no matter if they were in you know a base 4-3 or a nickel, and you could see Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, they just move in one accord. Like, both feet move at the same time, one way or the other. Uh, when, they, when they're going, they're getting downhill. It's in unison. Uh, when they mess up, it's, it's something different. You'll, you'll know right away because it doesn't look right. 
these guys just operate in such concert with each other. And that's what you're getting from Ufonga and Gibson. I think it's a really nice connection that they have. And it's nice that the 49ers have that on the back two levels between linebackers and DB. So Hufanga picking up right where he left off. We'll see what happens the rest of camp. But uh, you can always tell how these players sit in the pecking order when they're practicing special teams, what's going on. And I remember two years ago, I would, I would come, I would go watch and Fred Warner would be working by himself and Dre Greenlaw would be working with special teams. Dre Greenlaw's graduated to now him and Fred are working together. Uh, then it was Hufanga. He was he would go practice with special teams, and Jimmy Ward would work out by himself. Not anymore. Hufanga and Gibson are overworking by themselves. So you can see these guys graduate into the level of competitors and players that they don't really have to do the special teams anymore because they're superstars, and they're going to be playing on defense for a lot of snaps. So I thought they looked really good. And I'm, I'm excited about the secondary overall, but safety position for sure. I think we got two very intelligent, very instinctual players that create a lot of turnovers for the 49ers. And ultimately, that's what you have to have if you're going to uh, make an impact. So I am very excited about you know where he's going on this. Uh, Josh says, we got a lot of gems from later rounds on this defense. Warner, Greenlaw, Hufanga, and Demo. That's exactly correct. They have been getting a lot of guys late in the draft and been making a huge impact with those players, and it just is consistent. I think what's funny is a guy like Mooney Ward, even though he's a top 10 guy and he wasn't a 49ers guy coming out of college, but uh, he was an undrafted free agent. So when you're looking at the players that are playing in the 49ers secondary, Gibson's probably the most well-known out of the other ones as far as draft comparison, but there's so much talent there. And like you said, Greenlaw, fifth round, Fred Warner, third round. Uh, it's it's exciting to see what the 49ers do and take advantage of the backside of the defense. Uh, Big Daddy 49ers says, my my Swanson pick prediction, 17-0 defense are going to be Rhino Buster, mark my word. I like 17-0, so keep throwing that down there for sure. Uh, so Drake Jackson and Cleveland Farrell, I talked about them taking reps at defensive end uh, they were with the first team it did look a little bit different uh than what we've seen there was no john nicholas bose out there playing defensive end but you know how many reps was he actually going to get in day one so at some point the 49ers and john lynch are going to work this thing out they're going to get this deal done and then hey you know nick bosa will be back out there i think it's less important right now the same way it wasn't super important for debo last year to be out there in the first week of training camp more important when they're getting into pads and really once they get into those joint practices. But uh, noticing Drake Jackson, I was watching Drake and his hands, his handwork was very impressive. It was something that I've, I've kept an eye on. So when I'm looking at certain positions, I pay attention to different things while they're working. So they were doing hoop drills, but they were also working about using their hands to be able to hand fight, uh, swipe hands away, rip, there was a lot of technique that was going involved. And what I noticed was Drake Jackson's technique was very solid from the way that he would get his rip up, but also keep that arm really high. And then he had a secondary move he was doing coming off of that. He was bending his edges really good. That means getting on the sides of his feet as he's going around uh, you know, the, 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 the bend, and it was really good. So I was excited about him going around that hoop and how he looked. And I thought that Drake Jackson was really an impressive player uh, as far as that technique. 
course, like I said, I want to see what happens when we get into 11-on-11s and they're in pads and Drake can line up against Colt McKivitz and Trent Williams. Not only is that good for Colt McKivitz, but that's good for Drake because I want to see how he sets the edge against the run. And going against Trent, that's going to make it really difficult, but if he can hold up at times against Trent, I think that'll give us a really good idea. And then I thought Cleveland Farrell, he looked a lot more uh, quick and nimble than I thought he was going to look, but his hand placement technique was very solid, so that was good. Austin Bryant also, I mean, that dude is long. I did not expect Austin Bryant to look as long as he did. Uh, him and Drake Jackson are very similar in body structure from the legs to the upper torso. So those two guys are definitely a 49ers type that they're looking for. And I thought Austin Bryant looked pretty good today. He gave Matt Pryor a little bit of a fit. Can't hold it against Pryor, right? There's no pads, but he did get explosive off that first step. And that's been a question mark. I was wondering about uh, Austin Bryant and Drake Jackson and Cleveland Farrell. Hey, how quick are they going to get off the football? If they get off tremendously fast, like Coach Chris Kacarek wants, then they're going to have opportunities to get a whole shot and get into the backfield and, and make some plays. So to me, I thought that was really cool. And I've been excited about seeing the development of those, those techniques that Drake Jackson has. If he can continue to develop, I think that he might be able to be that guy opposite of the, you know, of Nick Bosa. And we need that talent. But the four yards are not afraid of the rotation they got. They've got really talented guys in the back like Terry Hyder, you know, and and Austin Bryant. And then a guy like Beale Jr. Uh, I thought Beal Jr., you know, that guy's so tall and so fast. I'm excited to see what he's going to provide this San Francisco 49ers defense here pretty quick. So uh, really, really happy with the defensive line overall. I thought Chris Kacarek was working on them pretty good, and it was uh, it was fun to watch. Another one that, st that stuck out to me is there's been so much conversation about Jalen Graham. All through OTAs and minicamp, they've been talking about Jalen Graham's instincts and how he looks. And so I went in with a purpose of watching linebackers, and that's why I was watching Fred and Dre and how they were working together. Uh, I was watching the footwork of Oren Burks and Marcelina McCrary Ball. And somebody that stood out to me, and it's interesting that he would, but, he, I mean, he's tremendously fast and athletic, was D. Winters. I thought D. Winters' footwork was on point. I focused on it, really honed in, and he was handling his business at a high level. Uh, this was mainly when they were working on, you know, getting downhill, uh, reading the fall of the ball, then going and attacking. But he he was just very well balanced. His read step was fantastic, and he got downhill in a hurry. And I thought his technique looked a little bit better than some of the other guys. He was a step ahead of some, you know, other guys like Robinson. I thought he was a step ahead of McCurry Ball and Jalen Graham. And I think... Each of them had moments where they all looked good, but I thought that was something that stu stood out as, hey, let's keep an eye on D. Winters because if he can translate with the quickness and the movement that he had, his game to the NFL, um, to me, he was, as far as footwork and technique, uh, he, he looked like the fourth best linebacker on the San Francisco 49ers team. I really thought that Oren Burks did a good job of securing himself that three spot in day one. They went that way, and he didn't do anything to lose the spot, that's for sure. I think this was the first time I noticed that D. Winters had enough speed and closing ability that if he gets his instincts down, that he could potentially be a starting linebacker for the 49ers. I don't know if that happens this year. Let's see what happens through training camp and preseason. 
but I thought the footwork was that good and his his explosiveness was that good that at some point I could see him being alongside Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw. And uh, I think it's still going to be Oren Burks this year, but I think D Winters is going to put the pedal to the metal and probably you know cause some people to take notice of him before training camp and the preseason's over because he looked pretty good. And I think a lot of people maybe weren't uh, talking about him because he was trying to pick up the defense. Uh, but once he understands it, he's going to be a real force for the San Francisco 49ers. That's for sure. Um, 49ers faithful. Josh says Wilkes wanted Beal, Brown, and winners for their explosive and playmaking ability. And they have it. They definitely have that explosiveness. That was on display. And I think that's one thing that the, the 49ers have in spades is just guys who can absolutely you know, get there in a hurry. And you can even see it with the talent they have on offense. Uh, Braden Willis had a, a, a catch, and then he rumbled down the you know, down the middle of the field. I seen Cameron Latu just looking like a force. Uh, there was no real mistakes from those players in install, which is good. Didn't feel like veteran players were having to tell them where to line up. They were pretty much getting into the right spots, which is what you're looking for at this part of camp. So I thought overall the young players they handled business, but as this thing progresses, the offensive game plan and offensive install is going to get more complex. And then when you get into move the ball situations, it's not going to be a script where you know which plays are coming. Then you're going to have to adjust as second and six or, or third and one happen. You definitely change up exactly how you go about it. So I'm curious about how these guys continue to translate. We've seen Braden Willis and Cameron Latu used in uh, move tight end situations. So they were motioning behind the line of scrimmage, motioning a little bit into the backfield as well. And it just looks like that's they're kind of just working them in that category right now. And we'll see how long we get them. I want to see them in line blocking against some of the 49ers defensive ends. And if they get to that level and they can handle it, they can make this roster for sure. Um, just like John said, sack that like button. And I know uh, uh, lots of people have been saying, hey, like it. Yeah, like, subscribe, uh, comment. I really appreciate everyone that's coming through and checking out 40 yards cutback on Believe. Uh, how about the Niners? Says, I really like our secondary Huff, Gip, uh, Charverius, Lenore, Womack, and Jamison is talented returner too. Yeah, and that was a thing. Uh, he did take uh, he did take uh, returns today. Uh, so Jamison was out there returning with Ray Ray McLeod. They were the two guys that were doing it. Ronnie Bell was working as a gunner alongside guys like Danny Gray and Tay Martin. So that was... That was another guy that was showing something out there. We'll see what happens with Jamison. I did watch his footwork, and I thought he was looking pretty good. One thing that was fun to see was Sam Womack was wearing zero. So uh, Isaiah Oliver's wearing 26, which was Sam Womack's jersey number last year, and now Sam Womack is wearing zero. So uh, it was it was interesting to see a NFL player wearing zero, and Womack appears to be the guy that's going to do it for the 49ers. But yeah, secondary-wise, lots of young, talented football players. I thought in drills, Ambry Thomas looked more uh, physical this year. He looked a little bit thicker and more stout. It was definitely not something that he did well against Danny Gray, but hey, that's one play. I thought he competed. He played hard. But I think this is going to be a long, drawn-out competition at the cornerback spot to see who ends up making this 49ers roster because they just have so many talented players. And 
Freddie Mac Dre says, who was the best looking undrafted free agent? I think that's a, that's a tough one because the 49ers have a lot of talented players. I think from this class that they had coming in, uh, the guy that probably stood out as far as size uh, is Spencer uh, Wagey. I thought he looked the, bi- the the best as far as size. And then I think right now, to me, I think it's it's probably Jamison. And only because we haven't really got to see the young running backs really do anything uh, big within this offense yet. They were just going through install and they were getting you know the reps as they were going through. But I think as we get closer to pads and once we see them in pads, then I'll be able to answer that a little bit better. I think that'll that'll be a, a question that will kind of start coming up on us as we're able to see them actually uh, getting involved in the 49ers offense. Um, Christopher Blankenship says, do you, do you think Trey has a chance to steal uh, the, the, the quarterback job back? It's all about his play. I mean, he's going to have to go out there and produce on the football field. I think it's going to be a little bit difficult because all he's going to be doing is putting practice reps on the you know on tape where everyone saw Brock Purdy do it during the game. So I think that's one thing Kyle Shanahan has to look at is you got game film from Brock Purdy, you're going to have practice film from Trey. Now, Trey's going to have some preseason games that he's going to be able to go out there and compete. But I think the 49ers are going to take a deep dive at Trey and Sam Darnold. So we're going to get an idea of how they play in those games. And I think it's paramount for Trey Lance to go out there and play really well. And if he does play well, he can get the attention of Kyle Shanahan. Will he ultimately overtake Brock Purdy? I think that's a tough ask for a guy coming in and only having preseason. But what he could do is put himself in an opportunity where either Brock has a setback or Brock just has a little bit of a struggle because of rust and Trey Lance steps in and is able to you know, make make his opportunity fell and do something uh, with that chance. So I, I think that there's a possible possibility there. Uh, how about them Niners? Did Conley make any impressions today? I hope he makes it. He has been one of the best wide receivers in blocking for many years. Uh, nothing really as of note of Conley during practice in day one. Like I said, lots of guys were just running routes today. Not a lot of footballs actually being spread around. So we'll see what Conley does. And I think because you brought up the blocking, once we get into more um, offensive times where we have 11 on 11 with pads, we'll get to see that physicality from Conley. But he wasn't the only one. There wasn't a lot from Jennings. There wasn't a lot from Ray Ray. It's just one of those things where it's day one. So they're kind of you know, taking it easy. So uh, yeah. And uh, Josh says, Heard Hartsfield is at safety. Hard task to make the team at that position. Yeah, he's at safety. I think it's going to be really difficult. He would basically have to beat out George Odom. And with George Odom's prowess on special teams, that's going to be almost impossible uh, for him to be able to do. So I don't think that he's going to be able to beat him out. Um, but he's definitely got a lot of ability. Uh, Freddie Mac says, how was Q Knight? Q Knight looked good. I liked Q Knight. I was watching his drills. He looked in shape. He looked confident. Uh, he's definitely still got that instincts about him. I think he's going to be one of those guys that's going to shine once we get into 11-on-11, 11 11, move the ball, and when he can play that nickel corner, come on blitzes and use his natural instincts in space, I think that's where Q Knight is going to be able to make an impact. So we'll see what happens overall you know, with Q Knight, but definitely a fan of his, his hard work. He's always one of the first guys out, if not the first guy, out there working on his craft out on the practice field. So 
he's impressive, and I think that Q Knight's definitely going to make an impact. And there's going to be a lot more that's going to happen in day two of training camp tomorrow. So I'm excited about day two of training camp tomorrow. We'll probably get to see a little bit more. And, you know, when you're out there at practice, they have two fields. Today they were at a field far away from me. Tomorrow they will be at a field uh, closer to me. So 11-on-11s will even be better for me to be able to see at practice uh, tomorrow. So I'm, I'm really excited about that and getting to see these guys and how they operate. So it, it was it was a good time at practice, a good feeling. And we saw a lot of really impressive things uh, coming from, you know, the 49ers players. And I think there's a lot of optimism about the young guys and then a lot of optimism about the veterans and how they look right now and how healthy the 49ers roster is. And hopefully they can, you know, keep that going. And I think it'll be really, really good. So thank you guys so much for watching. I'm going to check out, uh, but I really appreciate everyone coming through. 49ers cut back on Believe. Uh, so thank you guys so much. I'll catch you guys on the next one, except right at the last second, we got 49ers George 365 with a super chat. Says, hi, Ant. Our team looks good. Lots of talent competition at so many positions. I had to go ahead and get that one in there. Thanks so much, George, uh, for coming through. Hopefully, I'll see you at camp. I saw you at camp last year. Hopefully, I will see you again. Uh, but guys, until next time, stay safe. And remember, the right way is always the 49ers way.